0: Between shiny object syndrome and frugal fever, it's no wonder that your head is spinning anytime someone suggests you should really use this tool in your business. But how do you decide which tools are worth spending the money on and which are just a distraction? Last time on the podcast, we talked about the five tech tools that will help you take your private practice to the next level. And you may have walked away from that episode thinking, okay, but what about everything else out there? How do I actually decide which tools are worth the money. Sure, you could take my word for it, but sometimes you need just a little bit more of a strategy to figure out, is this worth it for me? As you know, I'm all about helping you keep the private practice you work so hard to build. And that's why today, during this week's segment of It Depends, Q&A with Context, I'm going to outline a few questions that you can ask yourself before you invest in another tech tool And you can even apply the same strategy to other purchases you make for your business. So how do you decide which tools are worth your money? Well, let's first start out with talking about the terms around money. Oftentimes when I'm encouraging therapists to look at what they're spending their hard-earned money on for their business, they initially say, well, that's expensive. And let's break that down a little bit. If you were to use these three words together, cheap, affordable, and expensive, relative to what? So for example, $1,000, is that expensive? Well, what are we talking about? Is it a one-time purchase? Is it a recurring expense? Will this purchase save me time, make me money? Is it a nice to have or a need to have, right? These are all a cluster of questions that you could ask yourself to bring in the compare and contrast of is this item expensive? So $1,000 for a brand new car versus $1,000 for a brand new bicycle. Now, some of you might be thinking $1,000 for a brand new car, that seems very suspicious. Yeah, I would hope that you would feel a little suspicious as to $1,000 for a brand new car because we know that the average price of a car is significantly more than that. But for the cyclists out there, $1,000 for a brand new bicycle, they might not think that's expensive because of the average cost of a bicycle. So that's one way that you could think about the relative term is what is the average cost? I'll give you another example. Is $99 expensive? Would you pay for three therapy directories for the cost of $99 per month? Or would you spend $99 per month To have one website up and running and all of the different things that go along with having that website up on the internet now you might be thinking to yourself well i would rather do the three therapy directories because i get three for the price of one but we have to remember the difference between a therapy directory and a website right a therapy directory limits the opportunities that we have to communicate to our ideal client when we're thinking about one website, we have all of the robust possibilities to communicate to our ideal client. Another example getting a free lollipop at the doctor's office versus getting a free heart surgery. Again, there goes that suspicion. We're more likely to take a free lollipop from the doctor's office, but if someone was to say, Oh, I'll give you heart surgery, you need it, right? Well, why not take it? It's free you're less likely to wanna take that free heart surgery because you're thinking, well, what's the catch and who's doing the surgery? And well, how could you possibly afford to give me a free heart surgery? I want the best. We want people to see our services as valuable and it takes a lot of energy and effort to actually communicate that through our marketing perceived value. And that's one of the business buzzwords that I talk about a lot with my individual coaching clients, we have to make sure that we're communicating what the value of the service that we're offering. And if we're not communicating that effectively, no one's gonna buy what we're selling regardless of how much it costs. A few years ago now, I think it might've been a year and a half, maybe two years ago, based on the timing of this recording, a lot of therapists were complaining about simple practice increasing their prices And a lot of people publicly said that they were going to leave simple practice because of the increase in their prices. Now you can express any opinions that you want. However, if you are very quick to leave a platform because the price increased, and this is something that you're using in your business every day, is that a wise choice? The amount of time that you save by using an electronic health record? Is it worth sacrificing that for the amount of time it's gonna take you to learn a new platform, a new electronic health record, to upload and transfer all your records? If simple practice is saving me two hours a week in manual tasks, but it's gonna take me 12 hours to transfer all of my documents and all of my records and then get my clients up to speed on the new system, is that worth it? I don't think so. Two hours gained versus 12 hours lost in the initial step just to save a couple of bucks. My real estate agent, who is also a dear friend of mine, she uses this phrase. And I'd never heard this phrase before until she said it was, you're tripping over dollars to pick up nickels. And this is an example of that. All of the therapists that decided to leave Simple Practice because they increased their prices just a little bit to go to another platform, it tripped over a couple of dollars to pick up a few nickels. So I decided to stay with Simple Practice because it wasn't worth it to learn another platform. And maybe that's how they structured the increase. They knew that there would be more people out there that would stick around because they didn't want to deal with the headache of switching over to a different platform. Arguably speaking, simple practice also enhanced a lot of their services as well. So when therapists in our coaching calls say to me, I want to raise my rates, I ask them, why do you want to raise your rates? And most of them say, it's because I realized that I wasn't charging enough to begin with. Okay. You're making data driven decision based on that. But the second question that I ask them is how are you going to enhance your services? And oftentimes they don't have an answer. And the reason is, is that they don't think they need to enhance their services in order to charge more. And that is a problem. If you're expecting someone to pay more money for the same service, that's not fair. Actually, that is in the vein of sleazy sales. The price is going up and you get nothing more in return. If you are thinking about raising your rates because you realize that you weren't charging enough to begin with, or the cost of doing business has increased, I would highly encourage you to consider, well, how can I enhance my services without increasing how much it costs me to offer the service? The second question that you could ask yourself when you're determining, is this expenditure worth the money? is asking yourself, well, how much money are you going to make by making this investment in your business? And before I go into answering that question, I definitely want to help anchor the reason why I'm using the term investment. So the idea of using the word investment is that you're going to get a return on your investment. You're spending money and you're going to make that money back and then some. That is the intention of using tech tools in your business. That's the intention of making a business purchase because you want to make sure that you can make that money back. Imagine that you want to have an apple tree and you're thinking to yourself, okay, in order for me to have an apple tree, I need to plant apple seeds. Where am I going to get apple seeds from? I could buy an apple from the store, eat the apple, and then take the seeds out of that apple and plant them. Or I could go to a greenhouse and purchase apple seeds, or I can go to a greenhouse and purchase saplings. You could even come across a random apple tree, right, in your neighborhood or on a hike and grab that apple. And then you didn't pay anything for it, essentially just the effort to go and get that apple. How are you gonna get that apple seed to turn into an apple tree? You have to prepare the soil, you have to plant the seed, you have to make sure that you're planting it in the right season. You have to make sure that you're watering and fertilizing the area that the seed is growing in. You have to nurture it over time so that you can get that apple tree. It's not a set it and forget it. There's a lot of energy and effort and time and attention and focus that goes into making sure that that apple seed turns into an apple tree. Well, the same thing goes for your business. There's only so many things that you can do that are completely for free that are going to get you a stable business. And if you don't put in the work to make it a business that is going to thrive over time, then you have unrealistic expectations as to what it's going to take to get you where you want to go. So free is great in some situations, but free will only get you so far. And there are many free tech tools that I recommend. And there are other tools that when you spend the money to Purchase them, whether it's a one time purchase or a recurring purchase, they do make you money over time. One of the tools that I mentioned in the last episode was Uber Suggest. You can use the free account up to a certain extent. And then if you want additional features, you have to pay for that. They have a monthly option. And at the time that I made the purchase, they had a lifetime access where I can make one purchase and access it for a lifetime. Now, I made that purchase and it was almost $1,000. The reason why I did that is because I knew that I was going to make that money back very quickly because I was going to maximize all of the ins and outs of that tool in my business. So there was no other option but to make that money back. The third question that I want you to consider is, are you going to be able to make that money back? And there's a calculation that I encourage people to look at is, How many client sessions is it going to take you to make that money back? Or how many clients do you need to make that money back? Now, some of you are offering what we call therapeutic intensives, where you're not basing your services on the number of sessions, but you're basing it on a package that you're offering. So with that being said, your client could be seeing you over an extended period of time and they're paying you once or maybe in installments for people that are seeing therapy clients on a session by session basis, you might know on average how many sessions one client has. So that's why I give people the option to calculate one or the other. Now, for me in my private practice, most of my clients will see a reduction in their anxiety symptoms within three months, if they are putting in the work in session and doing the work outside of session. And that's if they're seeing me on a weekly basis. That timeline will be extended if they are eligible to see me on a biweekly basis. Now, with that being in mind, the number of sessions for me is very different than the number of sessions for somebody else. So you have to figure out what your calculation is. But for the purposes of this example, three months worth of sessions is 12 sessions. So one client equals 12 sessions, essentially. So are you going to be able to make that money back by onboarding one client? Are you going to be able to make that money back after one session or multiple sessions? And then lastly, you want to think about your alternatives. So what are the alternatives? You can do it yourself. You can do done for you. What is your learning style? How much attention and focus do you have to execute this plan on your own without this tool? How much time is it going to take you to move through this process? So overall, there are so many different things that you could ask yourself, but at the end of the day, is it worth the money is just the start of the conversation. You really need to ask yourself, what do I mean by expensive? How long is it going to take me to earn this money back? How much time is it going to save me? And how much money am I going to make by making this investment? you might be thinking to yourself, I'm not big enough to have all of this in place. Well, in the next episode, we're going to talk about the fundamentals you need in order to reach your goals. That concludes another episode of beyond the session with Aisha Shabazz. If you've enjoyed this episode, please submit a review through your favorite podcast listening app and share it with a friend. This episode of beyond the session was brought to you by The Thriving Therapist Shop, a place where private practice therapists go to find time-saving strategies, solutions, and tools. Audio editing was completed by Alexandra V, with music by MH The Verb and GR Stone. Thanks so much for listening.